0: all
1: right so welcome back oh. no no no!
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 welcome to back right to single it. i
1: know welcome back to single-minded <laughs> i'm your host hannah
2: first and i'm your co-host linda Linda's my
1: mum if you're new here.
2: Sorry, it's been a month.
1: You only missed one episode and you've forgotten how to do it. I
2: know. I've forgotten. And I haven't seen you, I realise, since your birthday in December.
1: December I saw you. Yeah. You drove me to the airport on the 18th or 19th of December. 18th of December.
2: Mm, That's long a long time. Long time. But I am home next week and I can tell you, just like you, I am so excited for a strong almond latte because I've been away for a month and the coffee (sighs) in Spain and France is just here to kill the caffeine headache. That's – oh, my God. uh,
1: Linda, I just had this conversation with someone. I (gasps) said that coffee overseas is a chore and coffee in Melbourne is a joy. That's what I said to someone. I said – I actually feel physical joy and happiness drinking coffee in Melbourne. And then when I'm overseas, it's literally just for the caffeine.
2: I just wake up going, ugh, I have had the worst four weeks of bitter coffee ever. Anyway, that's really yep. my only complaint. So, how are you feeling about being back?
1: I think I've been back a week and a half now and I think the first week was incredibly hard. I don't think anyone knows this, but I got COVID on the day before I was meant to fly home and I did a rat test in the lead up because I had to get an official test to go home and I had no symptoms at that stage and I was like, oh, I'm going to be symptomless. I got Mm. incredibly sick. I was on my own. So I basically had to spend an extra 10 days in Thailand in a hotel room. I was too sick to even contemplate how upset I was about the Canadian having gone home. I was just (laughs) getting up to vomit in the night. I had fever, chills, body aches, the worst cough like I've ever had.
2: Mm, I heard it. Migraines,
1: like sinus headaches. But the worst was the fever and the chills. That killed me. I was writhing round, groaning like a, I was dying.
2: Just so crazy to have got it at the very end.
1: The very end. And then basically I was speaking to you every day. I hadn't spoken to you every. for ages. <laughs> and then I was calling you thinking I was going to have to go to hospital because I was coughing so much. I just was – because I was on my own. I started making stories up in my head that I was –
2: going to die. I honestly was like making up all these stories. So Especially in the middle of the night when you're by yourself.
1: Did I also tell you that I thought I was going to die on the bus back from Pai and I said to the Canadian, we were like in the middle of nowhere, four hours from Chiang Mai and I was like, I want to get off the bus. I want to get off the bus because it was a windy road. And oh, it was raining, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it wasn't safe.
2: We are aligned because I was on a bus yesterday and I started to drop <sighs> off and I was scared that the driver, because it was a six-hour trip and it was like <laughs> nearly 10 p.m., that he was going to fall asleep. And Rob goes, put your seatbelt on. And then I started watching his eyes in the mirror to make sure oh he my was awake. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same, we have the same, uh, what is it, fear?
1: Well, Nick was very calming i call him my human valium because he calmed me right down and we got to the bus like the toilet stop and he was like do you want us to call a taxi and we can take a taxi back (laughs) two hours away from chiang mai and i was like Uh, oh no i think i'm okay now and then i just was whole i was digging my fingers into him like a stress ball (laughs) i honestly thought it was my last day on earth
2: so he's had the full Hannah treatment and he's oh, still speaking yeah. to you. So that's the good news.
1: And do you know the weirdest thing, Mum, is I send him, without him asking, I send him photo updates of my puzzle, multiple per night. So I might send him three <laughs> in a night to show him my progress on the puzzles. He just sends me an encouraging text back.
2: <laughs> so you've <laughs> met your match maybe?
1: Well, I got back and I started seeing that a lot of my friends had been promoted, people had bought houses, a friend had had a baby while I was away, and I felt all of a sudden very overwhelmed with pressuring myself to go back in that
2: direction. Mm, get back, and yep.
1: Yeah, and it, and all of a sudden I started like really stressing out every night about it. And then I don't know, I turned a corner and I went to a job interview that was really intense. It was like heading up a social team. Obviously, because it's a big role, it was very Mm. intense. And I thought, I just don't want this energy in my life right now. I've just had the best time of my life. Yeah. So what I did was I kind of just was like, I'm not going to do that. And actually, things have sort of fallen into place. I've potentially got a six-month contract four days a week. I want to do the singles nights, the single speed dating night, which I'm working on at the moment for all the single girls in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And then I just thought, well, I had the best time of my life. And then all of a sudden, I'm like... I'm stressed out cuz I'm 33 and I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing and what everyone else is doing. Mm. I did have that like For a minute. Yeah, and then I went to that is job. Is that why
2: I get messages from you at I think your time 2 in the morning. I do not know how you can stay up that late, but it's your brain, overactive brain.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I just felt like I almost jumped into this like full-time role and high pressure and then I was like, I'm going to buy a place and I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, "Oh my God, just slow the fuck down. I want to go back to Thailand at the end of the year. So I just don't know why I, yeah, it really hit me hard because everyone's getting promoted at the moment and everyone's buying houses and everyone's doing this and doing
2: this and doing this. So anyway. Slow, slow, slow.
1: Yeah. You can tell by how fast I'm talking actually. (laughs) You can tell how uh, how I've gone from exactly. being slow and relaxed and I'm back to being a bit too high energy and a bit too manic, yeah. Mm. Have you noticed?
2: I have noticed today. <laughs> well, I, you know, on your trips I barely, you know, I heard from you not that often.
1: Because I only call you when I have problems and I didn't have any problems.
2: When I'm away I have to say I'm a bad mother but I really don't like talking on the phone that much. <laughs>
1: I can tell because anytime yeah. I call you, you don't really respond and you just want to get off the phone. You yeah. did speak to me every day with COVID because I had problems again. So I had to call you every day again.
2: Mm, I was there for you.
1: <laughs> anyway, you have some stories from Europe, I think, that I haven't heard.
2: Well, I was just going to say that everything has gone pretty well and there's really only been one mishap which was on our bike ride. So we were doing the Camino for seven days but on bikes, which was just a bit tricky. But anyway, we set off after lunch and then I couldn't see Rob in front of me but I just kept riding and then I came to a crossroad and I thought, well, that is just bloody rude not to wait for me and quite unlike Rob. But anyway, I wasn't thinking and I powered on up and down some hills for about 10 minutes and then I ended up in a field of really long grass and no path and so then I really started to panic because I thought no nah, I have gone the wrong way and I'm going Rob Rob and there's just nothing and then my phone rang and it was ruby Mm. And she said, Dad's been trying to ring you and he can't get through. You've gone the wrong way. You need to turn back and find him. And he's told me I have to stay on the phone with you until you find each other. And apparently, yeah, and you know what I'm like, my heart is going a thousand beats a minute. So he had called her and she was asleep. Do you know what Ruby's like when she's asleep? She said to him, no, 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 I can't talk. I'm asleep. Text me. He said, no, 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 Ruby, I've lost your mother. So I get back on the bike. I turn around back up and down the hills and then I could see the town and then there was Rob and I threw my <laughs> bike down and we ran into each other's arms. <laughs>
0: Not really. You're lying.
2: <laughs> oh. You're lying. He said, where the hell did you yes, go? That sounds more like didn't it. you see the sign? That <laughs> <laughs> didn't sound like you dropping your bike and running into no, but because I realized I'd done the wrong thing by missing the sign, I didn't go, where the fuck have you been? But anyway, we found each other. Phew that was my story. Well,
1: that was a good story. (laughs) So today I actually recorded this episode as soon as I got back. My friend, Malia, she's American. She actually met a guy in the most amazing circumstances and moved here for love. And so we were just talking about like the complexities of that, making new friends. And it was really just for me and my own therapy session with a friend. Mm, But Perfect. I also thought for anyone that does go traveling and meets because this podcast, like everyone that speaks to me on Instagram is going traveling at the moment. So if you do go traveling and you meet someone, that doesn't mean that it just has to be a fling. If you do meet someone overseas and there's a connection, it doesn't mean you can't pursue it. So she is going to talk all about that. And then, Mum, we've got our update afterwards on what I'm going to be doing. As you can tell from the recording, I was very confused. (laughs) 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 So here is my chat with Malia. So I am joined by a special guest, my friend Malia. We're in a hiking group together. You and I were chatting. Welcome, by the way. Thank
0: you. Hello.
1: <laughs> we were chatting because you moved to Australia for love. And I'm obviously going through quite a like life dilemma at the moment. And I thought your story is such a good story. And I just thought it would be really, firstly, a good story to tell on the podcast. But secondly, good for me to hear about your experiences moving for love so (laughs) tell us a bit about yourself
0: yeah well thank you for having me on the podcast I obviously have been listening to all your episodes and I really like what you're doing but yeah I moved to Australia for love so where do we start (laughs) um
1: I want to start
0: with I've heard this story
1: but it's such a good one how did you guys meet
0: yes so it's quite the meet cute as they say it is it was back in 2018 and I quit my job and was having a bit of a personal renaissance as you've talked about a lot of on some of your episodes. <laughs> and I really wanted to go on some adventures and travel the world and go to Africa. And I didn't have anyone to do that with, so I decided I'm just gonna take myself and take some time Not off that. work and travel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ethos of Hannah. And so then I was in Africa and I decided I wanted to see the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. And I went to, um I went and had a long layover in Dubai. So I went and saw the building. And then because of that, I got on a direct flight from Dubai to LA, where I was in living in LA at the time. And then I was in the airport and, you know, just being single, I was like checking out the people. And I noticed a cutie. <laughs> Then I got in the airplane and he came and sat in my row and next to you. And nope, there was no one in between us. <laughs> oh, there was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was no one in between us, and I think I made a comment about that. And of course, I was really excited because you know the hottie came and sat in my row. But then he kind of he kind of just didn't say anything and like. Seemed to blow me off. So
1: You said something to him though. You gave it a crack, didn't yes,
0: you? Yes. I said something like, oh, there's no one in between us. Like, isn't that lucky? Trying to <laughs> strike up the conversation. He was kind of like, uh, yeah, and didn't really respond. So I thought maybe that meant like, okay, you're not interested.
1: Firstly, so American <laughs> that you said something and so Australian that he ignored you.
0: <laughs> well, it typical. turns out he has hearing loss in his left ear from the army. So he oh, didn't hear that's me. Right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but um, we won't hold that against him we'll give him a pass yeah yeah we'll give him a pass (laughs) but then I also chalked him up and I hadn't realized he was Australian at this time so I in my mind coming from LA thought that he was like a as we called him like a South Bay douchebag like he just looked kind of (laughs) like the part and so I was like okay he thinks he's too hot for me or something like that And then I just ignored him and kind of went to sleep. And then he struck up the conversation with me like an hour or so into the flight and said something like, where are you from? But in an Australian accent, I'm not going to try to do that. Ah, okay. (laughs) So then you knew. Then I knew it wasn't probably the stereotype that I thought it was. And then we just... Talked the entire plane ride and it was like 14 hours. Oh,
1: shit. So you, you just talked, but you did. I remember you telling me you did watch a movie together. Yes, we you watched started it. started
0: at the same time. Pulp Fiction and we started at the same time. And then we, yeah, we were just chatting nonstop. I mean, I think we slept for part of it, but for the most part, it was kind of three dates in one. And then. <laughs> And then what happened? You got to LA. Yes. And then we got to LA and we didn't trade contact information. And I had offered to give him a ride because my mom was picking me up from the airport. So I said, you know, if it was me showing the other foot, I would want a ride to my hotel. So I offered him a ride and I was kind of being flirty at that point, I guess. And so I said, I'll meet you in customs. And then I went to the baggage claim and I waited and waited and waited and he never came to the baggage claim. How long did you wait? Like for the whole (laughs) airplane to empty. (laughs) Like I watched everyone come and get their bags and there's only one exit and there's only one entrance. So at first Mm -hmm. I thought maybe he was avoiding me, (laughs) but there's no way that you could not see the person. And so then I put two and two together that he was coming from Iraq because he was in the army. And this was during Trump's travel ban. So everybody coming from Iraq into America at that point was being stopped and questioned and detained. So I went out and found my mom and told her that I offered a guy on the plane a ride. And she thought that was a hilarious and fabulous story. So she did another lap around LAX to wait, which if you've ever been to LAX, you know, that's like a true sacrifice. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: then he still didn't come out. So I said, "Okay, we, we probably should go. And then I was very chatty and happy. And my mom was kind of wondering what was up with that. And so I said, well, you know, I met this guy and he was really great. And she said, well, you should probably try to find him and tell him that you left and couldn't give him a ride. So I tried to figure out how to find him, which ultimately led to me stalking him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how? But how did you find him? That's what I want to know. Um,
0: I also want to know how I found him. I <laughs> remember that we looked at each other's passports when we were bored on the plane and I knew that his last name started uh. with a Y, but I couldn't remember the spelling of it. And so I think I knew a few other fun facts of like where he was from generally and put that into Facebook. We're all sleuths on the internet, you know? Social media has
1: made these meet-cutes. Like imagine if you'd never got any information and that would have just been
0: the end of it. It would have been. It would have been. And I Mm. also remember sitting there in the car thinking, what if I don't do this? Like I thought, are you being crazy, Malia? And then Mm. if you don't do this, you're always going to wonder – what if like you're going to wonder why didn't you or where could that have led you Mm
1: -hmm. so then I
0: sent him a message when I found him and I just said hey I think you got detained but if you're in Santa Monica tonight like I'd love to take you out with my friends and show you some of my favorite bars and then he responded and he did he got detained for like three hours and then eventually they let him in and then we met up in Santa Monica and well the rest is history And so what happened
1: then? Was he going back? Like, how long did you spend together?
0: Yeah, so he was going to Coachella, actually. And so Ah. he was meeting his friend in LA. And so I had – remember, I'd quit my job, so I had all the time in the world, which was quite a nice uh, kismet of opportunity there. Mm -hmm. So I took them around. Like, once his friend showed up, I just spent the day, like, showing them around Santa Monica and going to the beach and that kind of thing for a few days. And then they were – going off Coachella. And I think I was going to like a bachelorette party somewhere. And then I came back to LA after a few days. And then I was going to Stagecoach, which is like the country musical festival after Coachella mm-hmm. in the same place. And then I invited them to that festival. <laughs> they came and hung out. <laughs> so, you know. Do you think because you had quit your job and you were on this like, because you were going
1: to keep, you kept traveling, didn't you? Yeah. You were like on this big adventure. Yeah. Do you think you were in a really good frame of mind, like a holiday romance frame of mind when you got on the plane. Cause that's how I'm like on holidays. I just meet people really easily. Whereas when I'm in Melbourne, I don't know, it's not the magic doesn't happen as much. Like when I'm in that good frame of mind, magic happens.
0: Yeah, I think for me it wasn't as much of a holiday mindset because I hear you what you're saying there. But I think personally in that like point in my dating life, I had done a lot of dating and none of it was satisfactory and it was all really Mm. frustrating done all the apps all the in-person all the you know whatever you can think of I probably did it in terms of trying to find somebody and I think I was more in the mindset of like fuck it yeah what do I have to lose (laughs) and if I feel something and that is a spark then I should follow that
1: I feel like you're speaking directly to me right now because I've just got like, (laughs) I've been exactly the same. Oh my God. But I'm, I'm probably at the stage now that you were at, because I wanted to ask you at some point, you guys must've had a conversation, which is like, like someone has to move. Mm -hmm. And when was that? How long had you been dating? Had you done long distance? What had happened?
0: Yeah. So we did quite a bit of long distance. As you said, I did I had quit my job. I ended up not having a job for a year as I'd saved a whole bunch of money. And that was kind of my plan. And I had ended up going to Laos and New Zealand and then to Australia eventually. But (laughs) during that year, like we were sometimes together and sometimes not. So there was a lot of periods of long distance. How much time do you reckon in that year would you have spent together and spent apart? So after LA, he had to go back to the army and I did a bunch of stuff in LA and then we were meeting up in Bali for a month and then we were apart for like another month and a half. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of on and off for a month here, a few months there, a month there. So I don't know, three months, long distance, maybe all up.
1: Okay. That's actually not that
0: long. Uh, long I can't do the maths (laughs) on that. Maybe it was like, maybe it was four or five. I ended up moving to Australia in January, 2019. And we met in April 2018. Wait, say that again so I can do the
1: math. You met in April 2018? Yep.
0: And then I moved to Australia in January 2019.
1: Oh, so less, so it was like not less than a year of dating. Yeah. Ah. When did you have the conversation and what what was that? Who brought it up?
0: Were you like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this? (laughs) It's a good question. (laughs) I don't ever really remember thinking like, oh, this is wild. But to be fair, I had already quit my job. So back to your frame of mind and frame of reference, like I was in a space to say I'm ready to make a change. I'm ready to do something different, ready to take a risk. Yeah. I mean, granted, like I've talked to you before about how I'm really close with my family and I know you're really close to your family. So that's always super hard. And yeah, like my parents were living in LA at that time and I saw them all the time for dinner and that kind of thing. So deciding to leave them was probably the hardest but at the end of the day I really wanted to go you know explore this opportunity to make my own family and to eventually have that.
1: Did you see it as more like okay this is an adventure or did you see it more as like because I had someone message me because people have been joking on Instagram like oh you should move to Canada blah, blah 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 and someone messaged me and said you know that's not your sole purpose in life is to like go for a man and I wrote back and said if I went I'd be going for adventure for fun and like for a new experience it wouldn't just
0: be like how did you feel 100% I look at the end of the day I knew deep down that this was the one for me like Louis was the person Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be with but I wasn't defining myself by that so Mm. I was going for the adventure and I was going for the new experience but that new experience and adventure included him Yeah. I think it's kind of reductionist to make it say like you're going for a man. I think it's more you're doing something for yourself, but that person is doing something for you, you know? Yeah.
1: The more I think about it, because I've never been in this situation before. And the more that I think about it, the more like I obviously have made zero decisions. I only just got home last night. But I have said to myself, I wouldn't just go for that reason. It would have to be like, this is just another like amazing life experience. And if it doesn't work out, you come home or, you know, whatever. I think I would feel bitter if I had the mindset, oh my God, I
0: can't believe I'm packing up my life for this person and, yeah. Leaving my family, you know, I would probably get bitter. Yeah, you can't have that because then you become resentful of that person. Anything comes up, like exactly, we've had highs and lows in our relationships since moving here, and yeah, the lows always seem to come because there is something that I'm attaching to that move. That's like,
1: mm. you know, putting more
0: power behind it than it really is, and then I need to take a step mm. back and say, no, you know, this is for the adventure, this is for the love. This yeah. isn't like you can't put extra value behind it. I guess. Mm. also Canada is a really great country so shout out to all the Canadians there's a (laughs) lot of adventures to be had there
1: (laughs) I don't like the look of the weather I'll be honest with you so you'd only been together like nine months and you'd had sort of half of that as long distance do you think it was like a risk moving for love oh for sure did you feel that
0: like the fear of it (sighs) I need to think about this for a minute (laughs) (laughs) I'm like trying to put myself back in the mindset It's funny because there's, there's always risk, but I think, I think you're like me in that way that you want to live your life taking those risks. I Mm. don't want to live a life that doesn't have risks. And like, if I'm given a choice, I always take the one that would leave me wondering if I didn't take that option. So Mm. if I look back on my life and say, what if I'd done that thing? I'm going to choose that one, you know? Yeah. And so the risk was exciting to me. Yeah. It wasn't. Same. It can be scary, but I think the scariness is really close to exciting as well. And also you probably spend a long, enough time with this person that you feel stable enough in your feelings about them that that carries you through. And then, you know, when I made the choice to move here, I'm not thinking, you know, seven years down the road, where am I going to be? I was more thinking like, this is. great move for me right now. And we'll figure it out as we go. I've really noticed this
1: is that most people date in like a much slower way. Mm. And we must be really similar in the sense that I think we just go for it. So like you went to Bali together Mm. quite soon after and spent how long together? A month, did you say? A month, yeah. I just spent a month in Thailand and it is the most concentrated amount of time that you spend with them all day, every day, were you the same? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you. I feel like you know after spending a month with someone day in, day out, twenty four seven, if they're going to piss you off or if it's not going to be like definitely, if you
0: guys don't get on. Yep. That actually that made me think of something <laughs> I wanted to tell you too that that spending that concentrated time together and then also all those like having to think critically, do I take this risk? Do I go spend this, Mm. this move with this person? Do I work through these hurdles? I think makes you stronger in that relationship than somebody that say you meet Mm. in Richmond down the block. Like you're not going to run into as many hurdles as quickly. And so you're not going to solidify your relationship as fast. I mean, you might, but it seems like a little bit more the recipe to create a stronger relationship in my mind, but maybe I'm biased. (laughs)
1: i feel like it's so interesting when you meet someone and then you live in separate places and then you go and meet up for a month and most couples would spend a couple of nights a week at the start or they might do that you know it's but you literally sleep in the same bed you wake up together you're not working so no one goes to work you just spend all day together yeah honestly if there's a make or break that's gonna do it
0: definitely Well, it's even like, I was talking to my therapist about how COVID is a relationship accelerator because everyone was in isolation (laughs) together. So it's similar, but it's like the fun version of that. You're not in isolation. It's definitely (laughs) the fun version.
1: Yeah. I honestly had him and I both say like, we had one of the best months. Like it was... It was beyond fun. Like I just had the funnest time. I'm so happy for you. But like I was expecting because we both extended by another month and I was expecting to get bored or annoyed or frustrated or needing alone time or not wanting him there like to sleep. I didn't at all. I shocked myself with how like easygoing I was and how much fun I had. I don't know what your
0: experience was. I think that might be your answer then. Yeah. Because and you know, you know. And I hate to say that it's the most cliche thing ever. I was even talking about this with Louis before I started talking to you. And he said, When you know, you know, which I thought was hilarious. But it is like
1: I overthink though, and I just felt like I guess for me the biggest issue, I wanna ask you about this now because it's relevant. The biggest issue for me is like my career. Yes, I've taken time off work, but I have a career here. I have the job that I have is like relevant to the industry in Australia. And like the brands that I work with are based in Australia. So I feel like I'm throwing that away. That's how I feel about it. And that I have to start lower down when I move. And that's my biggest fear. Because I love travel and adventure and hiking. And like none of that worries me. It's the career stuff that is like the
0: biggest thing on my mind. How did you feel about that? Yes, this is a really tricky question. Because I've struggled with this a lot. In that I feel like I took a sidestep in my career and I didn't necessarily mm. go up. And in some ways I went back to the bottom of the totem pole because I had to learn the Australian marketplace. I had to learn how to write like Australians write. You know, I had to change my spelling to British spelling, like mm. all these types of things. And sometimes that makes me question, like, was that worth it? What am I really learning? But I think, you know, if I were to go move back to the U.S. with Louis one day employers will see that as a benefit and they'll see that as you being more globally minded. You've pushed yourself. You've learned about other marketplaces. I think ultimately it kind of helps you and makes you more hireable in terms of your, skill set here in Australia, I still think that's really transferable, especially to a North American market. Mm. You're not moving to, you know, like a country that speaks another language.
1: Definitely. And on the visa side of things, you can get working holiday visas up to 35.
0: Oh yeah. Forget that. Commonwealth. You're golden. Oh my God. You have no excuse, (laughs)
1: Hannah.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I thought you aged out of it.
1: No. Can you believe that? Canada's up to 35. It's like the universe... this on my
0: lap and was like there's no excuses okay (laughs) see this this is the other thing I wanted to bring up it's fantastic (laughs) that you said that because that's how I felt a hundred percent when you're like Mm. were you afraid of these things and the things that came up in my mind to make me afraid I wasn't afraid of because the universe kept pointing me and just being like here's a solution here's a solution Mm. and I think if you really want something back to the long distance like long distance works because you're finding a solution and you both really want it Yeah, you know,
1: I think what's hard is the hardest thing that I'm finding is we've gone from spending, if we had just been dating like normal people, I probably wouldn't find it as hard, but it's because we spent so much time together to go from that to like a video call every day is like a big change. Hard in what way? It feels like a shock to my system. I just got really used to hanging out with someone all day. I'm an all or nothing kind of person, aren't I? (laughs) So do you miss him? Yeah, of course. So that's
0: what the shock is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also like you just, I think you just get really comfortable with someone. And then I find it has been like a bit of a shock to the system because we spent so much time together.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think I had a hard time. Um, (laughs) almost felt, like, codependent at times when I wasn't with him being (laughs) like, oh, I need to, like, talk to you all the time, all the time, all the time, because I was so used to being with him all the time, you know, that you have to kind of readjust.
1: For someone that's been single for so long and got used to being alone and then had this few months of like spending so much time with someone, I think I'll get used to being alone again for sure because like that's what I'm used to. But it was nice. I'm not going to lie, guys. It was really
0: nice. (laughs) But you also, I feel like you are similar to me in that way because you're used to being alone, you have a really solid foundation. So all he's going to do is bring something positive to your life.
1: This is what's making it hard is because I feel like I've got this really great life in Australia and I've set myself up in the way that I want and this is just a fucking spanner in the works. That's what it feels like. Like I set up everything perfectly and now I'm like, oh, fuck,
0: you know, that's kind of like where I'm at. (laughs) What would happen if you're five years from now and you look back and you didn't take the risk? How would you feel?
1: I just feel like everything like – will happen however it's meant to happen. My therapist says don't make a decision unless it's necessary Mm. or unless you're sure. You just hold off until you have those things in place, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, back to your question when you said, like, when did you talk about moving? We didn't talk about that right away because it was really just putting the next thing on the horizon. Like, we made a plan to go to Bali And then that was what we looked forward to. And then after Bali, we went to Australia and then I went off and did some traveling and then it was like, okay, we're going to meet back up in Australia. And so you're always like kind of the next thing. January 2019 was never on the horizon until like October of 2018, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, on to the move. Australia is so far from LA. Firstly... How was the visa situation? How was it getting a job? And then also COVID, because I know (laughs) you moved here and basically went into lockdown not long after, right? Yeah. You had a year. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me all about that experience of moving here.
0: So I moved here on the working holiday visa, which is why I was excited when you said you didn't age out of it, because I did, because the US, you age out at 30. So I forgot that Canada and the UK is older for Australians. So that's great for you. (laughs) That puts no pressure on it because you can just go and then find a job and network. But yeah, so I did the working holiday visa and then we decided to do the partnership visa after a year of that. But yeah, I moved here in 2019, lived here for a year, found it pretty hard to make friends, as I've told you, just because I think Melbourne can be a bit insular and being older, you're not quite like in the going out all the time stage of life. So it was a little harder to find like-minded people. But, yeah, I had one friend from the U.S. who had a friend and then ultimately she kind of snowballed it. I think you really need to only know one person (laughs) because they introduce you to someone else. It introduces you to someone else, and that's how I met you eventually. We did. (laughs) I, like, I spoke about you on the friendship
1: episode because I had wanted to go hiking, and I love hiking, and no one I know really hikes except my sister. And she has a boy. Uh, Anyway, and we ended up friends of friends and everyone – we all just ended up forming the, there's five of us now though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was definitely just like, yeah, finding people who wanted to do something you wanted to do pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then COVID made it a lot trickier.
1: Mm. <laughs> do you miss the LA weather? Cause I think that's
0: <laughs> the weather. Um, like,
1: okay. So the weather's really I think the weather's really bad in Melbourne, but it's nowhere near as bad as
0: Canada. So I can't like you've come from LA where the weather's really nice. Yeah, well I grew up in Seattle though, so that was basically Canadian oh. weather. So I think I'm biased.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, so you don't mind that weather? That weather's no. awful. Oh, I I God, like secretly really? love it
0: when it rains, but I'll teach you to love it. Don't worry. It's it's easy to get over.
1: He sent me videos at the moment in Canada and it's like spring and it's really snowing, like really like snow. Isn't that exciting though? (laughs) I actually, the thought of snow, but then a girl on Instagram, I've got quite a few Canadian followers that I've just discovered because they've been messaging me about Canada. And this girl said that she'd go outside for five minutes forgetting, it was like negative 40 degrees or something. And her eyelashes would frost up. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> from five minutes outside. I don't know that that, yeah, I'm not that keen on my eyelashes frosting up after five minutes. Malia, negative 40. That's like <laughs> death. That's
0: death zone weather. We'll see. Okay. Conversely, coming from growing up in Seattle, it was raining. And then, yes, I lived in LA, but I. LA is like temperate. It never goes over 21, 22. So then everyone kept talking about these summers here where it was like 40. Mm-hmm. And so I had that reaction to 40 being like, how does anyone do that? That's terrible. And now you just figure it you out, just I adapt. guess. Wear a lot of sunscreen. You've taught me about that. <laughs> so I think
1: lastly – Anyone that wants to like move countries and take the plunge or do a working holiday visa, whether they've met someone or not met someone, what kind of tips would you have for people looking to do something like that? Because I didn't know that you could do this up to 35. So people listening, it's like a possibility to do it up to 35. I thought I was done. I thought I couldn't do like working holiday visas anymore.
0: <laughs> so if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. it is <laughs> yeah I mean look it'll probably be one of the harder things that you'll do Mm -hmm. and it is definitely scary and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's butterflies and roses (laughs) there's been a lot of times where I've questioned why I did and (laughs) I've been homesick as you've seen and Mm. my partner has seen but at the end of the day like Like I said, it just goes back to wanting to better yourself and take that risk. And if you're always going to wonder, what if? I can't tell you the number of people that are older, you know, in their 40s or 50s that say, I always wish I'd done that. And I've never Mm. met somebody that's that age that says, I wish I hadn't. So Mm. at the end of the day, that's what pushed me over the edge. But in terms of advice, I mean, meet one person, find You know, find a friend that like-minded friend that wants to do it with you. Find somebody that maybe knows somebody that knows somebody. I've met people here through like work acquaintances or neighbors and just kind of like not being judgmental on that, I guess, and keeping an open mind and saying like, you never know who might turn into your best friend or who might sit down next to you on a plane. I just love that you
1: guys met on a plane. That must (laughs) never happen. It must be very rare. Cause like I've never sat next to like a hot guy on the plane ever.
0: Never. I guess you also have to keep an open mind. <laughs> I've never
1: sat next to someone that was even my age, like let alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the most likely scenario is uh, and I look, I might just be like, fuck it and go. But the most likely scenario would I'd actually just go for a holiday in their summer, which is coming up. I think their summer's like July, August yeah June July August yeah so I could do that yeah. in a
0: few weeks yeah have something to look forward to
1: but I'm just in like a weird space right now I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing so I've just got to like I'm so not patient I just want answers I want a decision but I just have to be more comfortable with the uncertainty
0: of life I think Definitely. Give yourself a timetable too. Like you don't have to have an answer tomorrow. Yeah. You know, give yourself like two months to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I didn't think that I'd find it so difficult, but I really, it's probably the most challenging thing is the uncertainty. I'm very impulsive. So I usually would make a decision at the last minute and go, yeah, I'm do it. And then I'd be gone within a week, you know, like I'm more impulsive. Whereas at
0: the moment I have to learn how to like sit and make a decision, which is hard. (laughs) it's not binding nothing's binding though that's the helpful thing too is that you think like you're doing it for the love that you're feeling and that and the potential of that future but knowing Mm. that you're secure in yourself and what you've built that you have something to fall back on and that there's not much to lose so my therapist
1: I think had said like he knew he'd done a lot of growth when he was like on the way I think to like a date or like he was dating someone or seeing someone and he said like I'll be okay if this doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. You might be like a bit heartbroken or it might take you time to get over it, but you'll be okay if it doesn't work out. And I think that's like a really
0: good place to be in. Definitely. And that's what I thought to myself when I moved here as well. I knew that I was always going to be okay. Yeah. If worse comes to worse, I can do something else, figure out something else, always be okay. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm privileged. We're both privileged that we have a supportive family and background and all of that, but use that to your advantage as well and use the tools you have, I guess. <laughs> well, it
1: was so nice to chat and to hear the story again. I didn't know all of that. So it was thanks good for to having me. The new parts. And I feel like you've also, this has been like a personal therapy session for me to talk about where I'm at because I'm very confused, but I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. And just remember, whatever you figure out is the right answer. Thank you. All right, I'll see you on Saturday. (laughs) Yay! Can't wait.
1: (laughs) All right, Linda. Yes. So, do you have any
2: thoughts? I did have one thought. Yeah. So you know, I'm I moved for love. What? (laughs) I moved from South Yarra to Brunswick.
1: (laughs) She, I remember you hated, you didn't want to move there.
2: Let's not say I hated Brunswick, but in 1986 it was not the hipster suburb it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had not one friend that lived <laughs> anywhere nearby, so that really came to so mind. To mind give I context,
1: to <laughs> I don't think Linda had crossed the river by this point.
2: No, I have said in prior potties that I had not crossed the Yarra. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it may as well have been another country. You did move
1: for love. That's true.
2: I did move for love. There you go. And I thought it was funny that you said you were surprised that you didn't get frustrated or annoyed being with someone twenty four seven. Try twenty four seven after thirty years, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> to say Rob and I've been very good on this trip only a few moments of bickering and we have both compromised so much and we've done oh. a really good job really good job very happy with how it's gone <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've got an exclusive update for us oh
1: well I did say on my Instagram and so for me I have to do it and for you As I said in the podcast episode, you can get working holiday visas in Canada up to 35, which is crazy to me. I thought I was past the the working holiday visas. Mm. And I guess the thought of it was stressing me out a lot. Not that I care about Melbourne. I don't even care about living here. Except for My family, of course. Yeah, Yeah. of course. But I do like to mix it up and I guess the thought of – doing exactly what I was doing two years ago, which is working and living in a city and just doing that really just was stressing me out. And I just felt like I've worked so Mm -hmm. hard to get to this point where I have a lot of freedom and flexibility and I can do contract work and I can do branded content. And I've got so much flexibility to just do what I want to do. So, I think we sort of yes. were talking talking about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it a lot, <laughs> and oh I—gosh, th- you're giving me the giggles, yeah. <laughs> and I think basically, like, we're going to wait till the end of the year. We're both just going to work really hard for the next six months, and if things are still going well, long distance,
2: we're going to go back to Thailand oh really meet in Thailand
1: yeah like if we were going to be together we'd start there because like there's lots of visa complications but yeah go back at the end of the year I don't know if that's going to happen that's six months from now
2: so it's going to be long distance for six months this is not what I was expecting
1: no look there's a potential to maybe go over for a holiday in between because it's summer because our winter is their summer I've always wanted to go there because the hiking's so good there. So it's not like I don't want to go. I just mm. don't want to go through. They basically have two hot months and then it's, it's. I have yeah. done a
2: little bit of research and all I can really see is that it's very similar to Melbourne in all respects except the weather. that a winter can reach minus 30. I can't yeah. see you in that. So. No.
1: I can't see myself in that too.
2: So you'll meet, meet in Thailand and see where it takes you both.
1: Yeah, that just felt like the right move.
2: Okay. So I've got you for six months. Excellent.
1: Well, the next six months is just work where I want to work a lot. Like I'm Mm. really back into that vibe. And then I like to take time off. So I'm just going to work my guts out and then take some time off. That's what I like to do. I like the
2: sound of all of that, except there's one little thing. I'm coming back on Tuesday and I did message you about cooking us dinner and I didn't hear back from you. Did you get my message? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Cooking who dinner?
2: The family, because I'll be yeah. too busy on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so you're in. <laughs> Are you sure I didn't respond? I don't think so. What's the dinner for? Just for me, for coming back. We come back Monday night and I oh. thought, well, I'll have stuff to catch up on on Tuesday and then you can Tuesday. make the family dinner. I'll cook dinner, yes. So that's Excellent. a yes. That's Excellent. That's a
1: yes. Do you need me
2: to pick you up from the airport while I've Ooh. got you? Well, maybe. Well, I think yeah, it's 8.30 p.m. That's easy from Richmond. Yeah, okay. of
1: course. You dropped me off at the hmm. airport four months, five
2: months ago. You're not going to send me on the sky bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're too cheap to pay for Ubers these days. we get on the sky bus.
2: Well, I've just caught a six-hour bus here. Oh, yeah. Don't mind a bus. Do you
1: know what? Ever since you moved to Brunswick, you really changed. <laughs> you become much more conscious of saving money.
2: Brunswick was good for you,
1: Linda. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think I had any other updates except that I felt this was a very single-minded decision of me because I didn't just...
2: Yeah, actually, I thought you were going to tell me that you <laughs> had, you know, you were in the midst of doing a visa and you were heading to Toronto and I was going, <laughs> uh-oh. So I'm very happy with your decision. Wait. I think it's sensible.
1: Why didn't you like that decision? I'm pretty impulsive, though, and I like an adventure.
2: You are. Mm, I just can't imagine living in Melbourne without you. I mean, it's okay to head <laughs> off for four months here and there or a month. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. For
2: you to actually move. But that said, if it meant, you know, I get another grandbaby, I'm I'm not against oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I jumping the gun? <laughs>
1: that ain't happening for a long time. A long time. Okay. The only thing is him and I, we FaceTime twice a day. I mean, that'll stop when we both go back to work. But
2: Will he FaceTime with me when I'm back?
1: Oh, I actually had an idea. He doesn't have Instagram and he's not into that. He calls it computer games. He's like, I'm not into it. Not into dating apps, nothing. Never done a dating app. Anyway, he actually didn't mind all the content, all the content stuff that I did in Thailand. Mm. And he actually came onto a Beauty IQ Live. So he actually was ballsy enough to get live in front of a live okay. audience and talk about his dating ink <laughs> was about me because I swore too much. He didn't oh. like that.
2: Oh, interesting because I don't like that either.
1: He didn't like the swearing. He, he oh. said it was that put him off. So I actually thought I'll ask him, but I thought he could meet you over Zoom and we can record it for the podcast. <laughs>
2: uh am i allowed to try to list a questions no i'll keep I, it uh relaxed
1: yeah i think you should i'll um i'll ask him he's met ruby and alice my sisters he's met them on facetime has he and today uh-huh. i was babysitting the baby and i was on the phone to him and so the baby Cute. was looking right into the camera at him so he's like he's met you too
2: okay my turn next
1: but we've got to record it for the content (laughs) what would be the point (laughs) all right everyone we will be back in two weeks if you made it this far i'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast if you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review that would be much appreciated it really helps other people find the podcast not that i'm desperate or anything